I got a Barks open. You know what that means? We're talking about Coco Ware. Coco B. Ware. When was he born, John? 1982. He was born just now, October Coco Beware. 69th. That guy, Coco, Coco Beware, was he wrestling in the WWE longer than CM Punk? No. 86 to 92. Six years. Fuck. No. Disca- if you take injuries into account, he wrestled longer than Batista did in the WWF. That's very funny. Batista was five years. Coco Beware. Hot six. Plus fucking new voltage. Plus, no, it was longer than that. It was like eight, nine years. So he did wrestle as long as CM Yeah, Pond. exactly. Yeah, because uh, to 92, he gets kicked out. And then he comes back in 94, 90, 93, 94, 95. With high voltage. Yeah, baby. I'm yeah, not. he's just a job guy. Nine-year career. Ruined his career. And the thing that ruined his career is insane. So we'll get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the rest of review. I'm good comedian and nice man, John Hastings, and I host this show with Grizzly Smith's favorite comedian, Dylan God. Ooh, yes, because Grizzly Smith is in heaven now. He's not in heaven. He's, He's in, in heaven now. I am Dylan God. We're talking about Coco B. Where of where you show your dick. A man who... Anywhere you want to, if you're Dylan, if you're face. John, it's when people want to see it. He got in a lot of understandable fights with people. He really did. Well, no, the first one was Steve Kern. He, it's a prank that's gone wrong. And then there's another one. There's another one that's really silly that we he gets into later. But guys, All that's right. beside the we'll point. set the stage and then we'll just read about the various fights he got into as a pro wrestler. Coco Beware went to high school or some shit in Memphis, and then he liked wrestling. Yeah, fuck him. Fucking loser. Started wrestling in 1978 in you Mid-South. You wanted to be a mechanic. You couldn't fix your fucking drug problem, could you, buddy? Yeah. Ha ha. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm not sorry. You you fucking killed so many parrots. Yeah, there you go. Killed the parrot. Turns out, if you put a parrot in your booty hole, it dies. Bird, 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 How about this? We think it'd be really good for the kids if you taught them how to asphyxiate a parrot. Bird, Coco Beware is the evidence that WWF knows how to market a wrestler. I don't know any of his moves. I never saw him win a match. And I was the most. He also had a fucking sick brainbuster. Like he was like a stupid bird character, and then he would bust out a crazy brainbuster. When he came to the ring, I was so excited as a kid. Yes. One of the bigger, what do you call that? Imprints on me as a kid. Yeah, and his gimmick was he's got a bird. Like I don't think anyone just people do. But like when you have King Harley race, and then uh, that's how Coco ends up getting over anyway. We're putting the with a cart before the. Oh, who here, gives a fuck? Let's just fucking talk about the fun things. No, Coco Beware needs to. You have to. He was actually taught to wrestle by Uncle Elmer, which means he was taught. Okay, sometimes the buffet will try and throw out the food. <laughs> no, no, not for Uncle Elmer <laughs> or thing, Mr. Coco. The thing to remember is those chafing trays are aluminum, so you just ask them for another chafing tray, and you can take the chafing tray back to your room, and you not eat all day. Places is do this, but you can ask for four steaks, and they say four steaks. What are you doing? You say blend them. I'll drink it. Goes in faster. Oh, yeah. I just want to get fat. Never, never forget Uncle Elmer's biggest claim to fame. Is uh, Jesse? Van, Jesse? Yeah, he did 9/11. First of all, that's not true. Hulk Hogan did 9/11 oh, in yeah, the yeah. greatest Photoshop <laughs> the world has ever seen. Yeah, the boot and the leg. No, Uncle Elmer did 9/11, but what's the other thing? Um, Jesse Ventura made fun of his wedding and just called him fat, and that's they show that clip so often in WWF television. Really? Yeah. 
Uncle Elmer's wedding, and Jesse Ventura's just like, the ring's going to collapse. That poor woman's going to die. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Vince McMahon going, ha, 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 ha. And then they started. Oh, fuck your wife, Elmer. And then he started kissing, and he went, oh, he's kissing her like a tuna goes after, or a salmon goes after corn. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking idiot. Don't know my girlfriend's birthday. Just quoted a wrestling thing I wasn't wife's alive birthday. for. I don't know my wife's birthday. I don't even know my girlfriend's my wife. I don't know my wife's birthday and other things. There'll be to John's divorce. Everyone knows I'm getting divorced, but they don't know when. It'll be in a long time. Yeah, yeah. They're the early years of Coco Beware. 1978, he begins wrestling. As early in his career, he's Coco Ware, legitimately. He didn't really do good. Uh, (laughs) He was in Jerry Jarrett's. Uh, CWA, which means even if you were on top, you were making $13. He was known as a good bump man, which means... Which is definitely a racial slur to those people. <laughs> that means he's good at taking bumps in the ring and doing bumps outside of it. Couple of, Couple of bump man moved into the neighborhood. Time to move. Time to move. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is uh, Dick Mardock didn't like it when he bumped, if you know what I'm saying. That's good stuff. He was... They kept on training him. Herb Welch trained him after uh, Uncle Elmer, and that's probably when he learned to uh, wrestle and not just like, here's how you stand still, and they won't yeah. even know you're eating here's a sandwich. <laughs> you just chew that sucker. Chew <laughs> here, that sucker the whole fucking here's time. Here's the thing to remember, Coco. If you cut all the meat off of a chicken and then put it in your mouth and go to the ring, it'll slowly melt. <laughs> just put three Snickers bars in your mouth. The sweet, sweet chocolate will melt, and it'll be in your body. The thing to remember about eating is that I'm very good at it. <laughs> here's a quote that really will stick home now. I worked with, I worked out with Hulk Hogan. And Brutus Beefcake. They were Terry and Eddie Boulder at the time. I worked out with both of them because Hogan wanted to do some things. He wanted to learn dropkick and all this stuff. I told him, you're too big to dropkick. It's okay if Beefcake does it. I took them to a little barn in Tennessee. This man had a little ring behind his house and worked with them. See, Hogan's never going to tell the story because he doesn't want people to know another African-American trade. I mean, that's 100% fucking nailed it. And also somehow... The block's the only thing they can teach me, dude, is to wear <laughs> to get a blow. D- Let me tell you this about something, dude. The only thing Coco Bayware told me, dude, is uh, uh, that he wanted to help my daughter, dude, in the music business, dude. Let me tell you about how the U.S. presidents go, brother. Clinton, Bush, redacted for eight years, Trump. Yeah. Let me tell you something. What you gonna do, African-American community, with Hulk Hogan and all of my Florida ideals run wild on you, Trump, in 2020? I'm the one that put crack into Baltimore, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something, me dude. Me and Beefcake were, f- were clanging and banging down at Venice Beach, and I said, let's ruin the black population, brother. Let me tell you something, dude. I, I hung like a fucking thermos, dude, but some of them were hung, dude, like two later bottles of Coke, dude. And let me say this, dude, I don't like being intimidated, dude, in the shower. So guess what, dude? I had some friends in the CIA, dude. We took them up Panama, where my mom was from. <laughs> two years later, we got gangster rap and a lot less problems driving through Los Angeles, dude. <laughs> and that is Hulk Hogan. That. Is he we really? Is do? anyone shocked? He's going to Saudi Arabia where his promo will be. I like this dude. I'll live <laughs> here now. It's fine here, brother. Be oh, known a guy. Here's who, the craziest thing when the N word on tape is going to Saudi Arabia and everyone wonders why people are just watching other wrestling leagues. 
Yeah. Vince McMahon's company is headlined by a dude with collarbone tattoo versus man who's terrorized his wife's life. Uh, and the five-man tag is between serial abuser Ric Flair and uh, a man who has destroyed the freedom of journalistic integrity in the United States. Welcome to wrestling. Let's all go watch AEW. <laughs> that is a, it, it is interesting how Vince McMahon, like everyone thinks, oh, millennials are more socially conscious with the way they purchase. Absolutely Vince not. I, Vince McMahon is really being like, no. No, they're not. If I put Brock Lesnar and Kane Velasquez in a ring, people will, will give this authoritarian regime money. I absolutely disagree. I think that the we're not going to get into it because this is coming out, I think, after that super card. But let me just say this. Say it. It's the beginning of the end of the WWE. They will be bought out within five years by a large conglomerate. You've said this a uh, hundred times. This you said this as much as you've said the Pedro Morales thing. I'm going to say it again. They will not. They will not live as a company to be run exclusively by Triple H. They'll be bought by Disney or some shit. Give me some of the Triple H, but then they'll just hire Triple H to run the company. Won't be the same, though, because they'll be accountable to a bean counter as opposed to right now where Vince uh, McMahon is just like, I need a room. <laughs> but it'll probably what do you want in that room, Disney Vince? Disney makes it better, though. Do you know how Disney... Everyone complained about them buying Star Wars, and then another, and then the first two Star Wars things were cohesive and made sense. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, but it's just kind of like they're doing the same story again. It's like, yeah, what else? What else? What else? What else want? did you want? Yeah. And then the third one was shit. Anyway, I want to suck my own. But dick. it'll be like really good wrestling when Disney buys WWE, and then at the end, Seth Rollins will be like, "Unions are bullshit," and then um, they'll be like, "What?" And then it'll go off the air. Coco Beware participated uh, in a battle royal in 1980 in Memphis. That's a lie. He didn't participate in a battle royal. Yes, he did. Yeah, of course he did. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not buying it. (laughs) Heard it. Fake news. I don't like, by the way, that fake news is in the parlance of our time. Yeah, it really sucks that Donald Trump got that one to stick. But anyway. Yeah. How did that one get to stick and yet he fucking slided on grabber by the pussy? Well, apparently, I mean, this is years. I don't know. Trump could be impeached by now. We're recording this. It's the year is 2017. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not until. No, it's not. It's 2019. It's my new character. I ruin jokes. Koga <laughs> oh, Beware speaks highly of Tommy Rich, saying that Rich wants. I mean, again, an indictment in fucking kind. Let me tell you about Wildfire Tommy Rich. Shares his blow. Um, no, and then gave him 150 bucks to buy new tires. I mean, that's a good... That's a, that's, that's a calm fire. I mean, how did Coco Beware not end up in the full-blooded Italians in ECW? Coco Beware is great because he's just silly dumb. He just likes people. Like, he's just like, I like Tommy Rich and I don't like Hulk Hogan. I like Tommy Rich and Hulk Hogan doesn't want me to admit it, but he likes me too. He's so, so he's floundering up until 81, so three years of struggling. That's when he's chosen to referee the Southern Heavyweight Championship match between Jerry Lawler... And the Dream Machine, who was a 14-year-old and made all Jerry's dreams come true. Mm. <laughs> he ate out that fucking unhaired pussy. Oh, for That's what the joke is there. No, that's not funny. Victims could be listening to this and now they're triggered. Well, I'm sorry if that's the case. <laughs> I immediately rescind the joke then. Thank you. Continue with this now. Welcome to the Serious Review. My name is Jonathan Hastings. Okay, cool. Fine. All right. Don't I'm, make fun of people that are triggered now. We can't be alt-right. 
I mean, I w- it would. It would Jerry be, Lawler. It would be so easy for this podcast to turn all right. And the dream machine and the dream he had was all we'd have to do. Gay yeah. marriage is illegal forever. Yeah, he yeah. Had a better joke. Welcome to the Alt Right Wrestler Review. Oh, my name. Alt Right Review. My name is Jonathan Hastings. That's I'm going to review sharing. I hate it. Yeah. I'm going to re- review uh, quality mel- uh, health care. Bad. All right. Roads. Moving stupid. On. Coco beware. Don't want to know about his career? Let's start with the best and worst. Best, no longer wrestling. Worst, black guy. Welcome, <laughs> Welcome to the All Right Review. Show's over. We'll be doing our 13th part on Bill Watts. Yeah. It's just us Title clapping. Good ideas. Yeah. And then coming up after that will just be us doing more Dick Murdoch episodes where we just nod silently into microphones. <laughs> so Coco aligns himself with uh, Jimmy Hart and his first family, and you guessed it, his first breakthrough is being a heel that fights uh, Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler in a You Should Marry a Woman of bird, Reasonable Bird, 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 bird. Hey, how about that 19-year-old? Bird, 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 <laughs> bird, 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 bird. No! Spoils. Bird, 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 bird. Hey Jerry, why don't we not hang outside this public school? Bird, 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 bird. How about we hang outside the public school? Bird, bird, bird. Well, I really wanna be a wrestler, so I'll be okay with this. This is the thing with Coco Beware is that it was quite notoriously a vicious and very impressive heel in Memphis Championship Wrestling. Um, Jim Cornette talks about it was the best part of his career. Uh, some of these matches are considered some of the best matches Jerry Lawler ever had. There was also a lot of um, lot riding on the matches because if Jerry Lawler ever won, Coco Beware had to show Jerry Lawler the black part of Memphis, and then he would just assume the tears and horror would spread to that community. <laughs> he was called Sweet Sweet Brown Sugar in Memphis wrestling. And people start. I mean, this is how racist Memphis is. Everyone else gets a name and a nickname, and they just give him. They essentially could have just called him Blackity Black. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And now Jerry Lawler's opponent, some black guy. (laughs) Yeah. And in this corner, I used to be property. I'm Lee Russell. Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) Welcome to Memphis Wrestling. We don't apologize for winning the Civil War. That's right. Nick Goulas thinks the South won the Civil War. So anyway, uh, Coco Beware is uh, teaming with Steve Kern and Bobby Eaton. They've come out with ebony and ivory jackets. Cool, right? I mean, it is really good. All right, so this is very funny. He, when he's asked about whether any of this, he considers any of this to be racist, he says no, and then you can't cause trouble backstage by complaining about what you do and don't like. You'll be labeled as having an attitude problem and make no preg- pro- progress in the business, which is, uh, as Christopher Hobson correctly points out, which isn't actually a reason they aren't racist. That's You just described racism. <laughs> Welcome to Memphis. Well, you couldn't complain if you were black, so it's not racist? Next yeah. question. Black people complaining about how we treat them is just making us believe that they're not good at uh, hearing complaints. <laughs> so, Coco Beware and Bobby Eaton get into a feud, and uh, Coco loses a loser leaves town match. This is, by Bobby the way, Eaton. the first iteration of this gimmick. I just want to point out what the gimmick you're about to describe. Oh, so this is, uh, and then he comes back uh, in a mask as Staggerly. Yeah. And. He's no, he's not unmasked immediately. He just keeps on fucking wrestling. And this is the idea. This was the first use of this. It was then used in Florida by Dusty Rhodes with great success as the Midnight Rider, and then used other places with very little success, also by Dusty Rhodes and Juan Cena and Hulk Hogan, Mr. America and Juan Cena. When did Juan Cena happen? The uh, John 
Cena lost the Loser Leaves Town match to like the Nexus or something. Oh, so we started yeah. wrestling house shows as one Cena in a mask. That's good stuff. Now you can see me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm visible now. Um, this gimmick led to uh, the first of one of many Coco Beware fights. Uh, according, go, according to Coco, Coco Beware, there was positive crowd reaction for him for the first time. Um, Jerry Lawler told him to go to the ring carrying a boombox, uh, playing the 1950s song Stagger Lee, and shake the audience's hands. He didn't know that Steve Kern did the same thing during his entrance at the fairgrounds, which is where the first TNA pay-per-view took place, by the way. Cool. So it was in between a pig fucking and a pig petting contest. Yeah, exactly. It was just some nice... You want to fuck it? Or do you want to pet it? Say because we got contests for both, and this guy's been long stroking that pig for 25 hours. Hey, let me so say this about the pigs fucking and the pig petting it. Same pig, different rooms. <laughs> You're petting today. As we say here in the old pork business, you don't want to see another man's cock. We's really putting that old adage together. If you nut in the pig, it won't get a human pregnant. Mm, but that's how you get. Uh, I don't want to be. That's how you get Polish people. Oh, you're nothing to pick. That's how they came up with Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> how long into human history did it take for them to be like, stop fucking the animals? I uh, still now. People fuck animals, man. It was like the third video I saw on the internet was lady fucking a horse. <laughs> oh my god, the guy who fucked the horse and then died. What a lesson for all of us. Oh, he took it in the boom boom. Yeah, and then it prolapsed his body. Yeah, of course it did. <laughs> Can't be doing that. Mister Hands is what he was called. Oh. It's absolutely fucking. That's crazy. just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> It's not easy to make me shudder. <laughs> Mr. Hands. That's fucking gross. What dude. I find crazy is it's not that he was fucking a horse. It's that he has a slightly uncomfortable nickname. No, I mean, you fuck a horse, you fuck a horse. But don't be also named Mr. Hands. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Both. You can have one or the other. You're an odd man. Has anyone ever told you that? No, they've told me I'm a cool guy. So he gets in a fight with Steve Kern. He does. So, all right. They go. He James comes backstage after doing the handshaking. Uh, listen to Stagger Lee on the boombox thing. Kern asks James to come to the shower with him. That's usually where people get in little tussly. That's where fights. And Coco Beware thought he was going to be Mister Hands to Steve Kern's horse. <laughs> so Steve Kern, this is all. This is told many different ways. So we'll try and do the nuts and bolts of the story. Steve Kern punches Coco Beware. Coco Beware. Then beats the living fucking shit out of Steve Kern. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on Coco Beware's side. There's Obviously, it's, it's Coco says he doesn't stand. Uh, he did not fall down after the sucker punch. Some people say he did. I would say he did. I'm going to say he did, and they got back up and beat the fuck out of Steve Kern. Yeah, he had to be so. pulled off of Steve Kern. People agree to that. Bobby Eaton and turned face, teamed with Staggerly for a series of matches as the pretty young things. Um, such matches uh, they had were against the fabulous, uh, fabulous ones. Fabulous one. Which is when Stagger Lee's mask was removed. Was removed. Yeah, Prom- he, his his mask came off, and he he had a heel turn. And this caused a um, a prompting of a heel turn. And then he though this is when he started the pretty young things with Austin Idol. And cool. uh, they uh, would uh, be good heel tag teams and went around the circuit and did that for a while. Reflecting on this time in... No, Men- this is not Austin Idol. That was Norvell Austin. Sorry, it was Norvell Austin. Yeah. The, the pretty o- young things. They would dress Yellow. up like Michael Jackson. Oh, boy, hasn't that aged well. Ooh. 
that's crazy that you dress up like a pedophile while you're working for a pedophile. There's a real. A I bet real, you Jerry. It's a real onion. I bet you Jerry got real jealous. Ah, uh, that's not the kid fucker that we promote. This guy gets all the good ones. Hoo-hoo. That's Jerry Lawler on Michael Jackson. I mean, the the revelation that Jerry Lawler is a pedophile makes the term puppies so much fucking more scary. <laughs> So obviously they're Coco- not dogs. <laughs> oh, yo, that's very funny. Puppies is very good. <laughs> Ooh, nice and young. Hoo-hoo. Just a little still. You can still taste the dough. Ooh, their fur <laughs> still wet from pizza. being inside their mothers. <laughs> oh, God. I think Jerry Lawler's. As he's gone older, likes younger and younger women. Till now, he just has a fucking bucket of afterbirth. He fucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got to get all the afterbirth from the hospital. That's my girlfriend. Jerry Lawler. My name is John McNeish Hastings. That's Dylan Atherton or Adlington Gott. Sue us, you fucking pedophile. <laughs> Please don't sue us. Sue me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, sue John. Sue us. John says it all. I don't make the jokes. I make humorous ob- observations yeah about how jerry lawler is on subtle parts of life during the pyt's run we get ourselves another backstage fight uh this time with hector guerrero oh yeah he was out on the town this one is very funny <laughs> you yeah, know it is this one's very funny strap in everybody he was out on the click, town click, with click click that was my seatbelt. <laughs> he was strapped in uh he was out on the town with uh hector guerrero brian blair and Hector's wife. Okay. Uh, Coco Bewer is the designated driver, and for some unexpected reason, Coco is often oblivious as to why people are angry at him. Uh, Hector uh, made him pull over and scolded and then attacked him. Yep. <laughs> and then he beat up Hector, put him in a ditch, and then what happened? At which point, Hector's, Hector's wife, wife came ran out over, <laughs> and then he flipped her, and then they both were in the ditch, and Coco just drove off. Also, Brian Blair was just in the car. <laughs> Imagine you're in. Who are the Who are the killer bees again? Brian Blair and Jim Brunzel. And Brian B. Blair is the weird one who's like, hit my son's addicted to heroin, so I beat him up. Yeah. Gotta beat the opium out of the little fuck. I do imagine Brian B. Blair talking about himself. It's and me, his Brian care. Blair. It's not Brian B. Blair. Okay, the fucking kid puncher and Coco Beware are, <laughs> and Brian is just talking about his character and his <laughs> motivations. And then Coco Beware gets in a giant fight with Hector Guerrero, also throws a woman into a ditch. And then Brian Blair goes, as I was saying, and just doesn't reference what happened. I'm sure that happened. God, I hope. Oh, he made a Latin sandwich, did he? Anyway, to be a killer bee, to really be a killer bee. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not talking about dangerous bee. Yeah. I'm a killer bee. Every bee has a stinger, but what makes mine the most dangerous stinger? (laughs) The PYTs disband. Also, Coco talks about how he secured his position because he just did a scaffold match with Jerry Lawler which essentially no one else wanted to do because if you've ever seen a scaffold match, they get one piece of plywood from some roofers and two hockey sticks that are tall, and you stand on that and try not to die. And that's every single scaffold match. They're all bad, and people just watch it are so bored they actually hope for you to die. Uh, He briefly had a cup of coffee in the UWF and then transitioned to the WWF for a phone call from Howard Finkel, who provided a limo. Um... Uh, so he could come meet with New York. 
He uh, did actually tell Bill Watts he was meeting with New York. He didn't tell anyone else from the promotion, so was surprised to see Kamala on the same flight, who was bound for the same meeting and hadn't revealed that to anyone either. Kamala and Coco Beware were close friends, with Coco Beware being at uh, Kamala's bedside when he underwent emergency surgery to make his life even sadder than it already was. Yolo, that was in 2017. And he discovers the Coco Beware gimmick. Um... Honestly, like a lot of famous actually, wrestling gimmicks, his wife, wife, his wife, wife just, yeah, his wife pl- is plugged into. Playing, uh, he's works at a zoo. Yeah, and sees a bird and goes, "That bird's smarter than you." And Coco Beware is like, "I'll fucking show you, smart woman." And, and then, then he, he pretended oh, to be a bird. Yeah, for and made a lot of money. No, the yeah, his wife suggested he came to the ring uh, to uh, Morris a day in the time song, "The Bird," and flap along with the song, and that's what he did, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have a fucking break, and then we're going to come back and talk more about fucking Coco Beware, you fucks. Can't. <laughs> I've, been, uh, I've, been sl- I've been putting a cup on my skin mound where my dick is, so it actually makes my cock bigger. That's the start of this ad. Oh, Please go to patreon.com backslash wrestler review <laughs> and, donate <laughs> and donate to us. $5 gets you exclusive access to our patreon feed and episodes ahead of time for 25 bucks you can select a wrestler to review one guy did buck zoom off who's a pedophile rapist and we still reviewed him god damn it we have no allegiances go to patreon to hear the buck zoom off episode also known as the time where two friends are pushed to the fucking edge <laughs> yo 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 patreon.com backslash wrestler review or rate us on itunes subscribe Throw yourself out a fucking window. Who gives a shit? You don't need to count in hybrid. I don't know. I'm Tywood. Dylan, Dylan had some beersies with his brother-in-law. Oh, I'm tired and I'm a baby. Suck the baby's dick, Jerry Lawler. <laughs> Suck the baby's dick. Do you remember the first time you said that I'm a baby? Suck the baby's dick. Uh, yeah, it was my wedding night. <laughs> no, we were drunk on a lawn in England, and you went, "I'm tired. I'm a baby," and then you yelled, "Suck the baby's <laughs> dick." Yeah, and no one did. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry Lawler was like, "It ruins it when you want it. <laughs> You're ruining it. I don't like consent." Did you know this? That you're history's greatest monster? I didn't know that. In 1986. So, Coco Beware was incredibly nervous and sweated profusely throughout the meeting. Vince said, do you mind being a bird? And he said, oh, you mean having a bird bring him out to the ring? He's like, no, in my mind, you're a bird. And then then Coco said, okay. And then Vince put a cigarette out on him. Yeah, even though Vince doesn't smoke. He had to learn how to light a cigarette not using his mouth, which is much harder (laughs) than you think. No, yeah. No, it was one of Pat Patterson's cigarettes. He only (laughs) likes the part where you put it out. Yeah. I want to put it out on someone. (laughs) So... Pat, put it out on yourself. <laughs> Does it hurt, Pat? You're so Vince actually boy. bought him the macaw. And, uh, of course he did. No wrestler's buying a macaw. Hey, man, if, it's, if, er, we're, what, you fucking can't afford health care, but you give a guy a bird? Who core? Welcome. Oh, to, that's actually true, yeah. Yeah, well, welcome, welcome to, to the carnival. Yeah, welcome to the carnival. Yeah, we got macaws for days, but if you want to fucking not die of cancer well get your own insurance <laughs> well i guess you shouldn't eat and whatever he gave you cancer get the fuck out of yeah, here yeah bye 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 he debuted uh, against paul roma or teaming with paul roma against the heart foundation in a losing effort out of wrestling challenge he made his entrance to the tune of morris day and the times birds flapping his birds and carrying frankie who sat on a perch at ringside while uh, coco wrestled 
bright outfits, colorful sunglasses, and a constant smile, as well as his vibrato singing voice, really made Coco wear a real hit with the younger crowd of the WWF. Sweet. It's interesting. Vince has basically been trying to create this character again forever, and then he doesn't wrestle really. He just dances a bit, and everyone likes it, and then he's in the company for eight years. Yeah, and then always, you know, who, and then it's always a black gentleman doing it. Yeah. He tried it with, uh, no, actually, no. Adam Rose. Scotty Too Hotty. Scotty Too Hotty. Scotty Too Hotty. Adam Rose. Uh, now uh, No Way Jose. Um, for that, who was it? Even kind of. It's Rashiki, kind of? No, dude, kind of the godfather in the Attitude Era. Same basic thing. Come out. Fun song. Good fun valet. Win or lose. Who cares? That's it. Uh, Coco Buer also song, sang the title track of the 1987. Oh, yes. And he album. says that he, he went driver. gold. Like he says, he takes credit for the entire album. He's like, I went gold. <laughs> He's right. Coco, be aware that you're fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when I sold out Madison Square Garden. I was on WrestleMania 2. I'm the reason. 93,000 people all there for Frankie and me. 45,000 for Frankie. 48,000 for me. That's how it works. So, yeah. He, uh... You lost to Butch Reed at WrestleMania 3. YOLO. Various editions of the Saturday Night Main Event featured him as a mid-card position. Or no, WrestleMania 2. No, WrestleMania 3. Yep. He beat uh, Harley Race on a house show. Uh, that was his first major WWF win. He never really was in title contention, and he was just a jobber, and he's a very important type of jobber, which he's is... exciting. It doesn't matter. He's a jobber. I'm still happy he's on the show. Oh, I was going to say he's the one that the kids really like, and then the mean heel beats the fucking shit out of them, and then they hate the heel. And then, and then Hulk Hogan has to yeah. defend the honor of their best friend Coco with his nice bird who just got fucking thrown through a goddamn wall by Butch Reed. Uh, he states that WrestleMania three wrestling in front of 93,000 people was the greatest experience for his uh, if, of his life uh, better than marrying his wife. He said that part. He definitely said that. He also looked at both of his kids while he said it and went, I know who you are. <laughs> Here's Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, because the year 1987 and 1988 bring us another classic Coco Beware backstage brawl. Oh, buddy, this one's sad. Do you want to read it or shall I? I'll read it. So, uh... <laughs> so oh wait no sorry i'm reading the wrong one so during this point uh time um coco's being semi-pushed uh backstage paul roma calls him buckwheat so back, buckwheat at the time was a character eddie murphy portrayed from the little rascals on saturday night live essentially he was being racist and invented a new way to do it yep so coco took issue with this tried to punch punch paul roma in the face nothing happened paul roma just took it then uh, he landed a combo on Paul Roma. Still nothing happened. And then Paul Roma put him in a face lock <laughs> while Coco Beware kind of struggled. And uh, then they got separated and Coco said, I'll beat the fucking shit out of you. And Roma basically said, clearly you can't do that. You punched me like six times. Nothing happened. So basically, this is the story. If you are a white supremacist, enjoy getting the tub, jack off. Because essentially, Paul Roma was horribly racist didn't want to fight back because he knew Coco had a better spot in the company, so he didn't want to upset anybody mm -hmm. and then uh, neutralized the man he was just racist to. And it's very funny then to what me... Happened? Something else happened that you're missing out on. Oh, no, I'm not done yet. It's very, very funny good. to me that you would feel comfortable being racist to someone, but then well, not fighting them. Welcome to wrestling. <laughs> hey, 
he was above me, so I didn't want to fight him. But I will try and strip his humanity away. Yeah. I don't want to do something shameful to him like hitting him. I'll just make sure he knows he's not a person. <laughs> Fucking Christ. And what happens is he gets fired because of this. Yes, he does. He gets fired because he reacted to a man being racist. Cool. No, the Can Coco you fucking get, imagine Coco Bior doesn't get fired from this. Yeah, he does. He's back in the company in 1989, baby. He was fired in 1989 for a different physical altercation with Jim Troy. Oh, yeah, Jim Troy. Apologies. Sorry. No, what happened was Bobby Heenan asked Paul Romo why didn't Because Jim Troy's was Hang also on. a racist yeah, thing. Of course it was. Okay, sorry. Bobby Harry, uh, Heenan said to Paul Romo, why didn't, you, um, why didn't you attack me when I didn't want to get fired for the reasons you explained? And then he was like, I'll back you up at the office. And then Paul Romo went to Coco Beware's hotel room, knocked on the door. Coco Beware very smartly didn't open the door. Yeah. And um, then went, they both went to the office and sorted it out. And apparently Pat Patterson was confused by it all. Of course he was confused because it's a French Canadian guy. Like, what? They don't like being called that. Yeah, but uh, I. But I don't understand. Well, how come? Uh, how I come? I don't they... get it because okay, listen, saying bitch. It's one of those things where, like, you know, I don't like them. <laughs> I have a piece of paper that and says Paul, they're bad. I don't like you. You Italian. Most people That's like French people, but fat. <laughs> <laughs> I like me. I like people look like me. I don't like you. I don't like you. You don't fight each other. You fight me, thank bitch. How about this? Most people assume this is uh, from a university, but it's just a plaque that says I'm racist, and I, I framed it up on my desk. Hey, the thing you need to know about me is that I believe in one race, human race, which is white Now, race. you're Russian? Yeah, I'm from Moscow. <laughs> no, no, uh, truth comes uh, out. I am Pat Patterson Sputnik. Yeah, the Dzbrovia was here in Moscow. Oh, Jace put a five-year-old in my gift basket for Christmas. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Speaking of... <laughs> in 1989, it's now yeah, the story... 1989. Coco gets fired. Where was fired for his part in a physical art altercation with WWF executive Jim Troy. Troy was Vince's number two, who initially... We should talk about the happy things before we talk about his the time that, once again, racism... All right. I really just want to talk about the fact that Vince briefly owned a fucking hockey league team. Well, there's also that Coco Beware is the first guy to lose to The Undertaker on WrestleMania, wasn't he? Was this a WrestleMania? No, you No, Survivor Series. Yeah, he lost at Survivor Series. So he takes... First guy to lose to The Undertaker was fucking Super... Yeah, Super Slice. So that was his punishment for murdering his wife. (laughs) But he was the first guy that The Undertaker ever did Tombstone with. And you know how The Undertaker, this is his yard now. It's my yard. Yeah. But uh, back then, he was just a scared boy, and he dropped Coco on his fucking head. Yeah. And Coco basically, in the nicest shooter of all time, he's like, oh, yeah, Mark's a great guy. Thank God I was in shape at that time because I'd be dead. Like, that's because <laughs> he just dropped him on his motherfucking head. You could see it. Yeah. You see it on the Survivor Series tape that he drops him on his head. And then you think, Coco, beware's not dead, huh? And literally, because I thought that for years, but I never really, I only heard like, oh, his debut was so good. But uh, The Undertaker's was. Uh, but then watching it and here and reading this interview was basically confirmation. I'm like, oh, no, he was fucked up. He must have had, he must have been injured for a while. Yeah. Because he basically doesn't reemerge again. And this is much later, by the way. He's a job guy to the stars, essentially. Like, in WWF, they had actual job. This is why Coco Beware, a character like him, works. Is because they still had jobbers in WWF. So he still got to win. So if you look at Coco Beware's record, he's still well above winning more than he loses. He's still well Coco above Coco Beware is in the Hall of Fame. 
Of course he is. He was sick. Yeah, he's fucking great. Dun, dun, dun. He was the first version of the character they love now, which is comedy baby face who loses every time. Yeah, and they did the thing of they didn't use him enough that the joke Yeah, they didn't have weekly television because it would have been three weeks before everyone fucking hated him. If they yeah, but it's himself. again... If you have weekly television, you sit just... down, John. Stop standing. <laughs> I can't. I'm excited. And oh I, yeah. I want you to see my opinion boner. <laughs> Coco, be aware. I'm hard. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Spunk Nick Runway. <laughs> Do you have another one? Uh, I have one. Uh, Bob Spunkland. <laughs> there you go. Bob Cumland. <laughs> Bob. Bob Cumdle. <laughs> Bob Cottle. There you go. <laughs> Jim Ross is jacking off. Um, Jim Rod. 1989 European tour. Altercation with WWF executive Jim Troy. Jim Troy was Vince's number two, who, who was initially hired I love this to song. run. <laughs> the Cape Cod, Cod Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Vince McMahon bought an Atlantic Coast hockey team based in An Atlantic Coast in Cape Cod. Why the fuck? Why are they named the Pirates? Like, a team name should have something to do with where you're from, yeah. not the farthest thing away from They should from be called friend. the Drowns Women, because it's named, <laughs> well, there named you go. after the Kennedys. <laughs> <laughs> the Cape Cod, no talking. The Mary Joes. That's uh, good stuff. After running the team, uh, Jim became Vince's vice president. Oh yeah, aiding uh, his purchase to the WWF from Vince's uh, Vince Senior and convincing him to go into the pay-per-view market. The story is told by Coco and Bret Hart. Uh, so, oh oh, oh god. And then I was fucking. That's uh, the Bret Hart's part. <laughs> Bret, I was. I had I had all eight inches in my cock and a loser, and then. <laughs> Coco got the shit kicked out of him by a racist. So I uh, was having sex with anyone that wasn't my wife. <laughs> I was cheating on my wife while having a great match. <laughs> I've said it before and I'll say it again. Bret Hart's book should be called I Cheated With My Wife and Did Some Stuff. It should be called My Five Star Cheating On My Wife. <laughs> oh my God. And then I revolutionized the industry and nutted all over an Asian chick. Every story was and then I was with someone who wasn't my wife. Um, I was trying not to cheat, but then I fucked four girls who were hot. After running the team, uh, uh, the story is um, Coco, Hart, and Shawn Michaels were out drinking on the European tutor- tour. Coco states, uh, and this sounds realistic, that initially Michaels and Troy were getting into each other's face. Troy was mouthing off about how much money Vince was spending paying him to hang out with fake tough guys, uh, to which Shawn spat in his face. Someone called Coco over to try and stop the fight. It's noted Coco had a reputation as a tough guy, though... Paul Roma heavily disputes that. Troy then got into Coco's face. Coco, interestingly, doesn't refer to this in the shoot, but Hart says in his book that Troy was telling Coco to go eat some watermelon and have some fried chicken. Uh-oh, oh. that's racist. So what happens? Coco beware beats that yeah, fucking, fucking ass. ass. Yeah, he fucking spanks that ass and gets till he's got shit in his palm. Oh, yeah, baby. But uh, then what happens? Well, he first drove him through a plate glass window of the gift shop. Cool. Um, and uh, Coco later stated that he beat Jim Troy blacker than me. That's good stuff. That is good stuff. Coco then states that Marty Jannetty uh, was, was also smashing up. Was also smashing up the hotel. I really hope that's just a separate thing, though. That's for sure a separate thing. <laughs> like, he must be really because Coco Beware is like a bit of a blonde. You know, he'll uh, confuse some things. He's and a I'll, bit. I, he's a bit like a valley girl. He's a bit like a valley girl who clogs some toilets. <laughs> I fucking took his shit, and now I don't know. I guess it won't flush. That's good. That's now that's <laughs> comedy. <laughs> that's that's comedy. 
Oh, God, we're really trying to make people not listen. (laughs) (laughs) Aggressively trying to end this podcast. You're not doing well at it, my friend. And not having anyone (laughs) dispute it. Anyway, so Coco (laughs) saying that Sean would start trouble and not fight. But Marty didn't have trouble. Yeah. Heart contents. Marty fighting a concierge. Oh, what are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Marty Gennetti. You fellas in trouble? Marty Gennetti, like, he probably saw Marty Gennetti ruining his hotel room and thought, man, that must, must be sticking up for me. But in reality, Marty Gennetti was just like, I want to watch porn and I'm so coked up, I don't know what the button is. I don't understand. At home, ESPN's 27 and over here it's 26. <laughs> Why is it slightly different? Are you broken or is my TV broken? But yeah, he uh, fucking got let go. And uh, everyone stu- stood up for Coco, of course, because he was one of the boys, but it didn't fucking matter. Uh, he got let go because you can't whoop that ass of the vice president when they're clearly being a racist, drunk cunt. That said, he did get his job back within two years, mostly because yes. apparently Hulk Hogan stuck up for him. I was like, listen, dude, I understand, dude, that Coco's different, dude, but you understand, dude. You don't I really need this for optics later on, dude. <laughs> Let me say this, dude. I need this story to help I me out in a couple of years, I don't expect you to understand dude. any of the words that are about to come out of my mouth, but I'm going to fuck Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. <laughs> I'm going to say the N-word, and it's going to be on a sex tape, brother. Listen up, dude. Here's I can tell the future, and I'm not changing any of it, because Hogan lives how Hogan lives. Dude, here's the thing with Hulk Hogan. I'm an omnipresent conscious. I see all that has come <laughs> and all that will be, dude. And I really need Coco beware in this company, dude, because it's going to help me with a couple of conversations, dude, when I'm trying to get a muffin, dude. <laughs> not a euphemism, dude. So, 1992, uh, Coco Beware teams up with Owen Hart to form High Voltage, who I fucking love. High, wasn't it? It's High Energy, you High Energy, I'm so sorry. High Voltage. Cuck, cuck, That's Dylan's noise. Cuck, cuck, cuck goes Dylan's boys. High Voltage, the greatest tag team of all Absolutely time. Absolutely amazing. Rage and chaos. This is the, the beginning of fucking Owen Hart's amazing in-ring attire. Yep. Poofy pants and lovely jackets. Uh, oh, uh, that was poofy pants, and also he was wearing overalls. Oh, suspenders, baby. Oh, yeah. Take those suspenders down. Oops, my dick's out. Oh, take those suspenders down. Let me see them nips. High energy jumping around. <laughs> Actually, that's just Owen. It's just high energy because Coco's dancing. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the big pants. You had big pants with Nightheart, and then he had big pants with fucking Coco Beware. Good for him. Uh, Coco Beware enjoyed the matches with an owner heart, although he said he didn't like taking the top row splash from the head shrinkers. Oh, yeah, because the head shrinkers just didn't protect you. They just fucking splashed They just hit you, yeah. Which you could tell, and that's why it looks so good. Yeah. And also, that's why Kamala's sucked, and theirs was good. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because you fucking lay it in. And the other thing is, Coco, after uh, how many years is this now? 14 years in wrestling, 1978 to 1992. He's probably getting pretty tired of just fucking jobbing. But also, that's here's life. Here's the thing. Uh, the head shrinkers, uh, according to Coco Beware, if you didn't shit before you went to the ring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he did not the shit fucking yourself. shit out of you. Well, you could see it. Totally. You could totally see that. So and he returns to singles competition, yep. 93, 94. With Owen out of action, Coco would return to singles competition. He would have a series of house shows with Skinner, who I think is Steve Kern. (coughs) Yep. Uh, He also started making appearances back in Memphis as it was now the USWA. Yep. And uh, you see this a lot in the 90s where uh, Jerry Lawler can revisit a lot of his opponents from the 80s because they are now being They're on the way back down. Well, and also in the purge of 
they don't have the WWF doesn't have as much money anymore. Yeah, so they go to other places. They start the yeah. talent sharing arrangement with the USWA. It's a nice sort of rejig for uh, Coco's late yep. career. He gets his first singles win back as a singles wrestler against Bastion Booger. That's right, a guy who thought he was a bird beat a bag of farts. <laughs> Best. What's your gimmick? I got a shit. You know when you're about to shit. <laughs> Man, because he was like, wasn't that dude like Bastion Booger? Wasn't he like a respected big man? And then yeah. Vince McMahon was like, your theme song's a bunch of shit. I'm going to come in my ass. First, he's a monk. And then that didn't Oh, work. yeah. Friar Cuck. Yeah, he's Friar Francis. <laughs> Friar Cuck. Clucky gonna, cluck, cluck, cuck, cuck. You cluck. read something. I'm going to try and get Bastion Booger's theme song on here. <laughs> He returned uh, his later career between 94 and 90, 1999 was a few appearances with the World Wrestling Federation, although this didn't really involve much. Uh, he was interviewed briefly for the Beyond the Mat documentary. Oh, Dylan got a text. <laughs> I remember the- this is it just guy. Is this theme song just like a bunch of... No, it go forward and I think there was more... There's more noises. I think it's just a guy... It's just a guy who snores in his sleep really badly. Oh, it's so fucking weird. That's very funny. He returned full-time to wrestling after semi-retirement in the 90s in 2001, defeating Brickhouse Brown at the Galaxy Championship Wrestling in Little Rock, Arkansas. He continues to take indie dates. Russell's all over yep. the place, and don't worry, in 2014, he had another backstage fight, with this time on the Indies. This with- one isn't a backstage fight. This is more a insane miscommunication by someone who seems a bit silly upstairs. Because so what happens is he's doing a feud with RJ Skinner, and uh, RJ Skinner is shaving his head backstage. He's doing this thing, and he's... He goes out, and RJ Skinner, while he's shaving his Coco's head, goes, hey, I used to really love how intense a heel you were in Memphis. And then Coco Beware went out in the ring. And you know how Coco Beware obviously is hired on any of these shows as, uh, let's sell some t-shirts, I got the parrot, whatever. He came out as his, like, Memphis heel character. Yeah, he did. And called... He dropped the fucking F-bomb on this RJ Skinner guy. And RJ Skinner was like, what the fuck is this? And then when he came back at the curtain, he was like, oh, I thought you wanted me to do that. Isn't that insane? It's so fucking fun. Oh, by the way, not the F-bomb you're thinking of, the other one. Yeah, the one with my last name in it. <laughs> Dylan? <laughs> yeah, the one with God in it. <laughs> uh, this is, and this was all in an article that R.J. Skinner wrote about how you should never meet your heroes. <laughs> <laughs> my hero called me a homophobic slur by R.J. Skinner. Yeah. Which you mean really if that's the if that's the extent of your bad fucking uh experiences then in wrestling then you are lucky cuz Coco Beware was fired for someone being racist to him. He <laughs> appeared at a variety of WWE tribute shows. He doesn't have shit to do at the WWE Homecoming. He, he was, was a groomsman du- at Jay Lethal's wedding in TNA and during that wedding won the TNA title I'm sure it's not mentioned there but I'm sure he did he He won it twice actually he beat Vince Russo and then the idea of Ric Flair no he beat uh, AJ Styles in a two minute squash where the bird pinned him yeah and then shit on his fucking hair yeah (laughs) shit in his hair and (laughs) fucked his ass why did the bird fuck AJ Styles I don't know whatever AJ Styles believes the earth is flat 
Oh, yeah. You know, AJ Styles. As soon as someone says, I'm really into Christian hip-hop, we're not going to agree also, on that. Also, sometimes people can just believe dumb things and you can like what they do. I don't... Like, yeah, how many yeah. times have... How many times has a tradesman come by and they do such a great job on something? You, you don't aren't like, wait a minute. Or what, where do you go politically? This is why you only ever talk about the radio station that the tradesmen are listening to while they're doing your build. Ooh, really? Yeah. You can't... Oh, you like to- Stompin' Tom Connors. That's right. Enjoy the moldings. <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, Ware was named as a defendant in a 2015 lawsuit filed by WWE as they received a letter from him indicating that he intended to sue them for concussion-based injuries sustained during his tenure with them. He was represented by Constantine Kiros and was involved with several other lawsuits inclu- involving former WWE wrestlers and that lawsuit was dismissed in September of 2018 because the WWE has the best lawyers. The fact that Raven's class action lawsuit about how we are employees because there's no like yeah. it's not like WWE employees can just work this indie and then they just started letting a couple people do that specifically to fuck his lawsuit over when it's so clear that they are employees and they should have health insurance because their entire fucking business is we're going to take your joints. At the very least, we're going to destroy all your joints and you're going to yeah. be a hunchback by the time you're 70. Only bitches still have ankles. <laughs> That's pretty much their whole business model. But again, but Jer- still Jerry McDivitt's a fucking shark and he's very good at he's his so fucking good. job. He's so good at his job, man. But also, they have a huge amount of money at their disposal and they're also a Yeah, giant. they can bury all these dudes. Yeah, for sure. They can bury you in legal bills. Until like the main thing is that... Uh, if and when they'll ever do it, it'll take a Senate subcommittee hearing and they'll fold fucking quick. And like you said, they might... it's different rules of practice, all that sort of stuff, and also you're a big fat bitch. I'm very thin and I am <laughs> not a bitch. John, what's your favorite thing about Kogo Beware? His entire WWF run was success to success. And backstage, he took no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of fighting someone even though you're losing at first. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Good for him. I like the idea that you put a Makata bed, go have a couple of beers, and then beat the shit out of someone in a gift <laughs> shop. <laughs> Bird owner and tough guy is very yeah. funny. Noted cracker purchaser, Coco Beware. He's just a guy. He had a couple rough years, which I know three isn't that many rough years within wrestling now. Oh, my God. Three rough years? That's like seven minutes of roughness. But he he got lucky. He took Did advantage. Jake and the Snake just looked at Coco Beware's bird and just went, why doesn't someone like you, uh, like me, the way people like you? You think Jake the Snake was like, can I just have a happy animal, Vince? Yeah. He's like, that's for the happy people, Jake. Yeah. You have your fucking snake. Yeah. I once watched you cry to the song, I'm walking on sunshine. <laughs> Get back in the room with your snakes and yeah. dead rats. Go into the room with the snakes, Jake. Fucking loser. Anyway, I think my favorite thing about Coco Beware is uh, is 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 bird. Best thing, <laughs> uh, worst thing about Coco Beware. The best thing is his bird. The best thing is Frankie for worst sure. Thing, worst thing racism he faced from a variety of. I orders. mean, you could say that about any fucking wrestler of color. John, pick another one. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think the worst thing about me is probably, I mean, probably that he doesn't remember why Hector Guerrero got mad at him because I feel like it was something like, Coco, you're driving on the wrong side of the road. Coco. And he's like, 
uh, Hector, I'm just trying to tell you about what bird feed. If you ever want to buy a bird, he's like, start driving on the right side of the road. He's like, I want to beat the shit out of you in a ditch. And then he did. <laughs> and then he threw his wife on top of him. And then he just fucking laughed. <laughs> like, that's so funny. Especially since the non-violence. So the way that uh, it's written that Coco dealt with Hector Guerrero's wife was that she came running at him. And he aven- he basically ducked and just flipped her over into the ditch. So she's just got a bit of mud on her. It's so good. It's such a funny story, man. Koki Beware is a man for the ages. I'm very aware that uh, that was a fun episode to do, John. Plug your stuff. What, do you have a website still? Yeah, the John Hastings or John Hastings Comedy.com. John Hastings Comedy.com, Dylan Gott.net for <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, at Wrestler Review. Donate. Patreon.com, backslash Wrestler Review. Patreon.com, backslash Wrestler Review. If we raise $10,000, we'll have Lanny Poffo be the referee of our fashion contest. Your fashion show? Suck my penis. Mm, mm, suck mine, John. Thank you, you very much for listening, guys. Tell your friends. Tell, tell your enemies about the show. Bye-bye. Piss in my ass!